Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is the Trumpton Broadcasting Company, broadcasting live via the medium of modern technology. It's now time for your scheduled show with the Mayor of Trumpton, the Honourable Mike Dix. Here is the news. The House of Commons Privileges Committee have finished their report this week and they've concluded that Boris Johnson is a liar. They've also found out that the Pope is a Catholic and that bears defecate in heavily wooded areas. Speaking today about his resignation as the MP for Uxbridge ahead of being sacked for constantly lying, Johnson said today, I didn't resign, I've never been an MP, Wah. Meanwhile, non-dame Nadine Doris hasn't yet resigned, despite saying that she had resigned on Friday. Doris is currently doing her own research into why she didn't get a peerage from serial liar Johnson. Asked about this, Johnson said, I've never met this woman. In other news, well... There's a continuing bloody war in Ukraine. Refugees are drowning in the Mediterranean. There are endless stories of corruption in our government and Donald Trump was arrested. But as far as the UK media is concerned, there is just Boris Johnson. Even Philip Schofield didn't get this many headlines. And finally, I'm depressed. Good morning, Trumpton Town. Well, we're forced to bring you a Boris Johnson special today. So coming up, I'll be talking to Border Forces sweetheart Suella Braverman about the big resignation. Then we'll check in with Sir Clive Denby to see how far up Boris's colon he really is right now. Then I'll open the lines for your calls about lying and law and order. I've got a special guest on to talk about Berlusconi's death and then a new feature that I've come up with called Artune. And finally, we'll see if we can talk to the big dog himself, Boris Johnson. But first... Let's go to the TBC chopper to find out from the eye in the sky Aiden how many lies Boris Johnson has told in the last five minutes. Aiden. 42. And now this. Well, it's been an incredibly busy Boris week this week. I don't think there's been anything in the news that wasn't related to Boris Johnson. So, as usual, I thought we'd check in with one of our show's favourites, Suella Braverman, and find out her opinion of the Boris Johnson debacle. Suella, welcome to the show. Hello, Mike. So Boris Johnson this week, he's been troublesome for the Tory party, but you've been quite quiet about him. Yeah, because I know when to keep quiet, Mike. 
keep stum, no say a word, and then make sure you get your cut when you come out. So the rumours that you might be actually keeping quiet to take over as leader when Rishi Sunak is beaten up by Boris Johnson, are they true? Things happen. If there's a power vacuum, right, it's much better to be the James Dyson. Famous Brexiteer James Dyson now lives in Singapore, of course. So if we're looking at the, the Boris lying debacle, I mean, do you agree Boris is a liar? I agree that maybe he may have said a few things in order to be able to get out of a situation. Who hasn't? number of times I've been having tea with my auntie when major sort of, you know, problems have been going down on the high street. Do you actually have an auntie? No. And Boris Johnson then lied to Parliament. He lied to the public. He lied to the victims, really, I suppose, of COVID, the many people that lost loved ones during that time. He threw elaborate parties, it turns out, at 10 Downing Street and Chequers. Were you invited to any of the parties, Suella? I'm not going to tell you that, Mike. Do you know why? No, I don't. It's because I'm not a grass, Mike. Quite right too, Suella. I imagine it's, it's well worth you keeping out of legal trouble in this case because you don't want to go down with Boris Johnson, do you? I don't want to go down with or on Boris. I'll tell you that for nothing. Suella, are you lawyering up in this situation? Do you feel that you might have to protect yourself? I don't need to lawyer up, Mike. I already have someone on a retainer, one of the finest minds in the world. He's a posh bloke called Tarquin. What is it about posh lawyers that, that you find most effective? Well, if you give posh people some money, they'll lie for you, but very effectively. Right. Honestly, speaking of posh voice, people will believe anything you say. I think that's probably a definition of the Tory party for the last 13 years. Well, it seems to have worked so far, Mike. Well, good luck at the next election, Suella, and I do hope that we're interviewing you soon as the new leader of the Tory party. I can't answer that question, Mike. You know why? Is it Tarquin telling you? It's because I'm not a grass, Mike. Thank you, Suella. And now this. Well, Boris Johnson seems to have a dwindling number of supporters who are willing to come on the radio and defend him for his lying, his multiple lying to us all. But have a guess who I managed to get to come onto the show to talk about his friend Boris. Sir Clive Denby, welcome. Hello, Mike. Well, Sir Clive, we called every Tory MP we knew and asked them if they were willing to come on and support Boris Johnson, and we didn't want Rhys Mogg, so in the end, we got to you. I imagine you're here in support of your friend. Oh, yes, he's such a lovely gentleman, trustworthy, splendid chap, cares nothing more than the well-being of this fine United Kingdom. Really? And yet the report clearly says that he cares nothing more than for his own reputation, really, and, and his own ego. Well, I think you've got to look, there's a sort of a sliding scale of caring, you see. For, for him, he cares a lot, but it's how we interpret it. And I think that you, Mike, are interpreting it with a liberal bias, clearly influenced by that evil witch-finder general who was hosting that kangaroo court. Harriet Harman. Yes, that's the one. She's a bad, well, she's not a bad sort. I think she's quite sexy. However, she's clearly got an ulterior motive. And you think her ulterior motive is anti-Boris? or? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She can't stand the man. And it, this is nothing to do with the fact that you have a restriction order on you sending her WhatsApp messages? No, no. Well, well, actually, yes. Yes. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I may have um, swiped right a few times. But, but you know, she's not really a swipe right kind of girl. Tends to swipe politically to the left. Whereas, of course, no dame Nadine Doris is, is, a, is a renowned swiper. Yes, but uh, she'll usually take you out of the knees. So um, the report itself, you, you've read the report, I assume. Well, I think the important thing to remember about the report is that it's very detailed 
detailed, very detailed, and um, and I have read it and I've seen nothing um, there that uh, could be of interest to anybody. So on page 36, it talks about you, Sir Clive, in fact. Uh, yes, yes, it does, I believe. And there are photographs in the appendix of you attending the parties, and your ass does appear to be on the photocopier. Well, it was a party. What can I tell you? And yet you clearly said that it was a necessary work meeting. Well, I think at the time, I think at the time, I was uh, giving a small speech on the policies of Labour movement, and uh, I believe I said it was like a big ass, and uh, there was a bit of confusion as to what I meant. So that's why I did photocopy my bottom, just so that I could physically demonstrate to people what a bottom was. And yet you only distributed those photocopies to the female interns. Well, they seem to be the ones who were confused. I mean, you know, most of my chaps went to Eton, so therefore they know what a good arse looks like. And of course, uh, two of those interns have now been put into the House of Lords because they disappeared into a room for a secret meeting with Boris at that party. Well, they were the ones who didn't mind the picture of the bottom. I can I can understand that completely, Sir Clive. So you've described this court variously as a kangaroo court, a witch hunt, a hatchet job, and gang warfare on the streets of of Downing Street, I believe. Um, exactly what do you mean by that? Well, I think it's fairly clear, isn't it? They, they've clearly got their own agenda. These these kangaroos, they, they, they come over here, probably illegally, and who knows what they've got in their pouch? I tell you what they haven't got. They haven't got the policies that we have. Right, and Boris clearly demonstrated that his policy was to party-party, very much like the dearly departed Silvio Berlusconi this week. Well, I wouldn't know about him. He's a foreign sort. And yet there are photographs of you at Bunga Bunga parties with Silvio Berlusconi in 1984. Well, but the question is, though, that may be the case. I can't remember. It was the 80s. But the thing is, you've got to remember is, were there any kangaroos? No. No, there weren't. There certainly were no kangaroos, and this isn't a kangaroo court, of course, Sir Clive, but um, you're insisting on saying this in defence of Boris Johnson, which is a great sign of loyalty on your part, I think, to a man that probably can't even remember your name. No, no, but he owes me money. Really? What did you lend him money for? Well, um, basically, some cocaine. Have you received the money back? No, and with the compound interest, it's racking up quite a few pennies, I'd have to tell you. Almost the size of the national debt. Ha <laughs> ha! But then also tell us, how did you get your uh, knighthood? Um, I just turned up one day. And Boris put you on a list? Well, it's not the first list I've been on, but, uh, you know, thanks to a good uh, solicitor, um, I'm no longer on that and I will deny any knowledge of any lists. Is his name Tarquin? Oh, yes it is. How did you know? Just uh, a hunch, I guess. Well, Sir Clive, it's been lovely hearing you defend the indefensible, as usual. Um, we, we both agree, I'm sure, that Boris Johnson is a uh, habitual liar, um, but you kind of like him. No, I don't think he's a liar at all. I mean, last time I saw it, he looked into my eyes and said that I had a beauty of a unicorn, and I believed him. Well, that's lovely, I'm sure. But let's face it, Boris hasn't actually talked to you face-to-face for the last 10 years, has he? No. No. Well, thanks to Clive. We're now going to go to an advert break because my mortgage has just gone up by another 15% thanks to Rishi Sunak. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, welcome back. Now, I'm sure you can guess the subject of this week's phone-in. It's lying. Not lying down, but just lying. Being a habitual liar. Um, and I wondered what your thoughts were on that. So let's talk to Patricia on line one. Patricia, what's your experience of lying? Hello, Mike. Mike, um, I don't think lying is a bad thing at all. I think it's a very useful tool. And if you do it correctly, it doesn't really hurt anybody. Well, that's quite an interesting approach, Patricia. Have you lied yourself? Oh, many times. For example, I've lied about the value of my house. Really? To the taxman? Yes, it paid dividends. Well, literally. What else have you lied about, Patricia? Is your name Patricia? No, my name isn't Patricia Highsmith. People always confuse me for the novelist Patricia Highsmith. But I quite like that because it makes me seem interesting when really I'm very dull. And what is your name? Gladys. Gladys Hydesmith? No, just Gladys. Posh people and lying. Gladys, I think you open up a whole subject for us. Boris Johnson, famous liar. Jacob Rees-Mogg, famous liar. Richard Nixon, not particularly posh, but a famous liar. And you yourself now are admitting to being a habitual liar. Yes, yes I am. In fact, when I met Richard Nixon and discussed this with him, he was in agreement with me. When did you meet? No, I didn't. You see, it was a lie. <laughs> have you met Boris Johnson? Yes, I have. When did you meet him? I didn't meet him either. <laughs> you are a fool. I can see how this works, Patricia. Well, let's go to a regular caller to the show. Uh, online too, it's Frank. Hello, Mike. Long time listener, first time caller. The thing is, Frank, that you've called in a number of times to this show, so are you a liar? No, I don't believe I have, and I don't believe I do lie. In fact, I don't believe in lying at all. Life's too complicated to add in lies. I mean, I've lived a very varied and exciting life. I find myself telling people stories about my life, and people think, no, you're making that up, but it's all true. I mean, very often people do think that you're exaggerating stories, Frank, in, you know, the time that you worked with Nicaraguan guerrilla fighters, the time that you helped JFK pull the bullet from his head in the back of the car. Those... Stories seem a little bit far-fetched. Well, the thing is, I think there's nothing funnier than the truth. Do you know what I mean? People say, oh, you couldn't even have written that. And I think that's the very proof people need. You couldn't have written my life story, but I've lived it. Yes, yes, I did pull out the bullet. Yes, I was involved in Nicaraguan freedom fighters. I've also done many other things. I've swum the Amazon. That was quite a fun weekend. I've done all sorts of things. But, you know, I think if you just maintain the truth, then you've got a good chance of succeeding in life. And yet most politicians um, would be regarded as liars. Boris Johnson became Prime Minister by lying his way to the top. You've never considered running as Prime Minister on an honest ticket, Frank? Well, I could do, I could do, but the problem is I'm not a corrupt bastard. Well, thank you, Frank. And now let's go to line three and talk to another regular for the show, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello, Mike. Brian, have you ever lied? Yes, quite often, actually. What do you lie about, Brian? Well, all sorts of things, really. I mean, it usually is fine. I usually get away with it. Well, I didn't once because I had to impress a girl and it's backfired horribly. Really, you were dating and you told her, what, that you were a little taller than you, you really are? Well, basically, I had to fake the moon landings. Well, thank you, Brian. And now this. Well, welcome back. It's time for my favourite spot, where I ask you to talk about a big issue in just one word. That way we capture the real spirit and essence of the subject. This week I'm going to talk about law and order. Let's go to line one. Crime. Line two. Punishment. Line three. War. Line one again. Peace. Line four. I'm sorry, that's two words. With a hyphen? Thanks very much. Okay. And now this.
Well, I'm sure, like me, you're rather bored now of all the conversation about Boris Johnson, so I thought we'd take a bit of a diversion and interview a guest who's always fascinated me. And on the line, I've got Death. Hello, Death. Hello, Mike. I wasn't expecting to see you today. Really? Um, but we did book the appointment, I'm sure. We may have booked the appointment, but I wasn't expecting to see you until August the 14th, 2027. That's quite disturbing to hear. Maybe I'll take the day off that day, I think. You could do, but for God's sake, don't go to Bognor Regis. Noted. So, Death, you've been quite busy for the last couple of weeks. You took Tina Turner from us. You've taken National Treasure Glenda Jackson this week as well. Yes, but I also took Silvio Berlusconi for balance. That seems like a good trade-off, really. How is work at the moment? Are you busy? very busy. I'm so busy I keep missing people. I keep trying to get Cliff Richard, but that little guy just moves too quickly. And so you're after Cliff Richard? Yes. There's a devil woman that wants to have a word with him. Is that causing problems for you administratively? You do not want to know about the admin problems I have. They are quite extensive. Luckily, I've come up with a plan. Really? And what is your plan? I'm opening a series of gyms. And what's the point of that? If everybody's healthier, then they will stop dying. And the name of these gyms? Keith. Any other things that you're trying to do? Yes, I'm encouraging them to go to churches and stay away from Greg's. Is that because heaven is reasonably empty these days, but hell and purgatory are quite full? Hell, purgatory and Greg's. All far too busy. Greg's is the intermediate stage between Earth and purgatory. Well, it's the gateway, put it that way. That's why I avoid Greg's, particularly the one in Bogdan Regis. So I suppose we should talk about your future plans. Is there anybody that you're particularly keen to escort across the Oh, purgatory? there are many people that I am keen to visit. Although I would be indiscreet for me to be able to say who. But I think you've got a good idea. Boris, Trump, Martha Stewart. And would they all go to Greg's or Purgatory? Oh, I believe there's another place for them. A special place in hell. A special place, yes. Well, Death, it's been really interesting talking to you, and I think we'll probably have you back on again. Oh, I'm always available. I'm always there. This is the problem with being Death. Not only am I omnipresent, I'm also omniscient, which means I know where I've been, where I'm going, and also whether they serve hummus on the menu. Thanks very much for joining us, Death. Um, uh, do you have a favourite tune we can play for you? Oh, I think Don't Fear the Reaper is always a good one, but I must go now, Mike, but don't worry, Mike. I'll be seeing you soon. Bye, Death. And now this. This story is about a girl from Liverpool who had something she promised taken away from her by a posh boy. Okay, so we'll change the names. Doris and Alexander, these are the names that I'll be using. This story ends in Westminster, but it starts in Liverpool and New York. Doris was born into poverty in Liverpool. Life was difficult for her and her family. They only had one loaf of bread to last them until puberty. When the bread ran out, Doris was sold to the NHS to work as a nurse, but she grafted and strived and applied for a job in the House of Commons as an MP. One step closer to her dream of becoming a peer. Alexander, on the other hand, was born in New York into abject wealth. For years he struggled to get on, having to use his parents' network of politicians and journalists to get a scholarship to Eton. And then he went to a third grade university in Oxford, after a brief time working for pennies for a newspaper and then having to slum it as the Mayor of London, Boris also found himself in the House of Commons. One day, their eyes met across the canteen floor and Doris fell instantly in love with Alexander. He, however, didn't even notice her, as she was probably working class. But now Doris was hooked. 
and she vowed that day to commit her entire life to Alexander in the hope that one day he would notice her and give her what she desired and deserved, a peerage. Alexander finally achieved his dream of becoming Prime Minister with Doris's help, but he faced many challenges, Brexit, Covid, parties, Ukraine, all of which he handled with his usual combination of bluster and incompetence. Then he was betrayed by his own MPs, except for Doris, and he had to resign. But just as he was leaving, he finally managed to offer Doris the peerage she deserved. Doris was overjoyed, but then to her horror, it was taken away from her when it turned out that Alexander had lied to her and had given her peerage to a much younger blonde. But Doris will always have a favourite song to remind her of what could have been. Well, despite my best efforts, this show has really been all about one person, and that's Boris de Piffle Johnson. So it's probably time that we got him on the show and get him to answer some of the things that have been raised with our guests and phone-ins this week. Boris, welcome to Trumpton Broadcasting. Hello. So, Boris, um, you've been accused, in fact, you've been proven to be a complete and utter liar this week. No, I don't think I am. But there's a 49-page report with appendixes that... Proves that you're a proves that you're a liar. All completely fake. Nothing to do with me. I wasn't there. Suella came out in support of you on our show today. She said that you. Well, I suppose to be fair, I think she's probably wangling to become the next leader, and she's keeping reasonably quiet. But she did say that she thought that you weren't a liar. No, she's wrong. Oh, so you are a liar. No, I'm not. Right. Do you know Suella Braverman? No, never met her. And yet you appointed her to be Home Secretary. No, I didn't. Right. Okay. So um, we also had uh, your good friend Sir Clive Denby on. I'm sure you've got many stories about Sir Clive. No. Nope, never met him. Okay, well, Sir Clive said that he was at a number of the parties, in fact, photocopying his bottom and passing it around to the interns that you've recently promoted to the House of Lords. Uh, Sir Clive said that you were a top fella and that uh, you were a hilarious company at most parties. How would he know this unless he'd actually spent some time? No, he wouldn't because I'm uh, I'm actually incredibly dull. Okay, so well, that's not the Boris Johnson we've all been finding out about recently. But um, Sir Clive is quite adamant that he's one of your friends and you're saying... No, never met him. Right. So what do you think of Sir Clive Denby? I've never met him, so I don't have an opinion. Okay. So um, moving on, we had a phone-in where people talked about lying. Many people felt that you were a habitual liar. Um, what do you think of the people of Trumpton? Oh, I don't have an opinion. Have you met the people of Trumpton? No, never. Patricia Highsmith told us that she was a very good friend of yours, friend of your family, in fact. Uh, no, no, never met her. Really? Um, well, she did say that she was lying about that. Well, in that case, I have met her. So you have met Patricia Highsmith? No, I haven't. Even though she says that she's lying about having met you. In that case, I have met her. Finally, um, we had a, a very special interview with Death today, and he's recently taken your good friend, Silvio Berlusconi. I have no idea who you're talking about. Either case, I've never met Death, and also um, I've never met uh, Silvia, whoever her name is. Silvio Berlusconi, famous for the Bunga Bunga parties that I believe you attended. No, I wasn't there. There are photos of you and Silvio Berlusconi with three dancing girls on a drum. No, that was just a usual Saturday night, but I wasn't there. Right, OK. But do you have anything to say about the dearly departed Silvio Berlusconi? Never met the lady. And Death, of course, came in and said that um, you were on a particular list of his, along with Cliff Richard. How do you feel about the fact that Death is currently stalking? Death stalks us all, there's no mistaking it, no getting away from it. In fact, I'm writing about it in my new Daily Mail column. You have a Daily Mail column? No, I don't. But you just said you did? Yeah, no, I don't. OK, so can we read you in the Daily Mail tomorrow or not? Mm, yes. 
Okay, great. And uh, what have you written about? Nothing, because I don't have a column in the Daily Mail. Boris, um, you, you can't continue to lie and lie and lie. Sometime you're going to get found out. Everything I can fact check everything you've said today, and everything you've said is a lie. How does Carrie feel about this? Who? Well, on that bombshell, I think we'll have to end the show. It's been a pleasure to talk about Boris Johnson, although if I'm honest with you, it's not a pleasure to talk about Boris Johnson. I'm glad to see the back of the scumbag. Um, I'm not sure that this will be the last we hear from him. I'm sure that his Daily Mail column will throw barbed weapons towards Rishi Sunak for the next 18 months while we desperately wait for the Labour Party to not put a foot wrong and let the Tories destroy themselves for the next decade or two. I hope you've enjoyed our take on this week's news. And don't have nightmares. Boris isn't coming to your house tonight. Death, I, I don't know what his agenda is. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.